Hello, everybody. You are listening to Pulse Radio. My name is Matt, and we are on our first show um, here in the noon hour on Wednesday. This is Wednesday, March 1st, 2017. This is the inaugural episode of the Dry Spell Radio Show. My name is Matt. I'm joined in the studio by Austin. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Austin is uh, going to host the show with me. And so we are going to take the next hour and we are going to talk to you about video games and video game related things. Um, and I guess if anything else comes to mind, um, probably that as well. So if you want to contact us, we have a couple of ways to do that. Uh, first of all, you can contact me by email at dryspellradio at gmail.com. Uh, and we are also on Twitter at dryspell underscore VG. That is dryspell underscore VG. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to send those in uh, because we will take a couple minutes at the end uh, to answer those. If you have them, just shoot them our way, and I will see if they're good enough for me to answer. All right. So let's just go ahead and get started. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to Austin. So, Austin. Yes. What have you been playing? Uh, I'm just going to jump right into it. Horizon Zero Dawn dropped yesterday, and that's pretty much all I played most of the day yesterday. And what a game. Definitely was really blown away by what I was seeing and experiencing. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is a game uh, for the PlayStation. Uh, and from my understanding, you play as someone who is fighting giant post-apocalyptic monsters or like robots all right the setup of this game <laughs> is it's a dystopian future the as they call it the old age is shut down got destroyed by the machines and it's the people trying to survive this new world uh you're playing this, this young girl named aloy who is discovering who she is and what uh happened to the past very interesting narrative um it's one we've kind of seen a little bit you know the coming of age story but uh definitely in a new new style of uh gameplay and twist now so for me i i mean besides like the ads because they've been running ads fairly heavily for this um but besides that uh i haven't really seen good gameplay since i think e3 last year uh and I remember watching as she, like, climbs this giant robot with a bow and arrow, which seems super cool. Uh, how good is the combat in this game? It's uh, exactly pretty much what they showed. It's one of the few games I've ever saw an E3 demonstration that actually became that in the final product of a game. I was really amazed at how close of this... Uh, what they showed off. Uh, was it just last year that they showed that off at E3? Well, I think they, I, so if I remember right, they showed gameplay this year or this past year. And then the year before, I feel like they gave a teaser. I think um, you're right, yes. So this, uh, the gameplay they showed off this last, last E3 is very similar to what this final product is, which for an E3 demo to actual product is very rare to see that these days. So I was very surprised and, uh, you know, very happy to see that because I was definitely climbing, climbing giant robots with my bow and arrow and pinning them down with ropes and having a good time. Yeah. Uh, so 
as far as like as the combat, is it kind of quick time based? Uh, uh, I think of uh, Until Dawn in this sense because you have to basically time pressing A and B. Uh, no, not not at all. Not at all. It's okay. uh, very open, very free. You can definitely choose uh, different strategies to take down whatever you're fighting. It's, uh, it gives you the liberty to just kind of choose your own path. Okay. Uh, that sounds awesome. And so you had mentioned before we came in here that you were about 10 hours in. Yes, um, I uh, played 10 hours straight last night. Yes, my mother would be proud. She should be. She should be very proud. Um, so question, progression-wise, uh, by the 10th hour, you should know uh, kind of how how this game's going to progress. Do you feel that way right now? Yes. I mean, a little bit. I've only really, even 10 hours in, I think I checked, and I was just under 20% of the game completed. So, Oh, geez. It's a pretty pretty sizable game. Now, yeah. there's a lot of side quests, correct? Absolutely, yes. I mean, if I wanted to do the main story, I probably could have just rushed through that and got it done in probably just a number of hours. But you know, as I play games, I have to play everything, so... Running around the whole starting area took me probably about three hours to do that alone. So it's definitely a good time. Is this the next Last of Us? No. I, I would say no. So, okay. So here's why I say that. First of all, it's a Sony exclusive. True. Second of all, you have a strong female lead. Uh, although, I mean, it, you could you could argue that Ellie in The Last of Us isn't necessarily the lead, but we know for a fact that she is. I guess not for a fact, but we assume that she's going to be the lead in the next one, uh, and so that's kind of why I want to equate it to that. Does that make sense? I, I can see what you're trying to say because it's you know I was actually thinking last night when I was playing that did, the world does remind me of the same universe of The Last of Us with like you know the old remnants of the what used to be, and then the nature kind of just took over. I kind of got the sense of that, but with the story and how it prog is progressing, I don't really see the same similarities here. Okay. I mean, it's still set in, like, you know, you know post-apocalyptic world, and other than that, that's probably where the similarities uh, change after that because I just don't feel like... Because Last of Us had such a like, sense of, like, hopelessness and not knowing what the future brings and will you survive the next day where this game, I feel like I have this hope. I have this drive to find out what happened. Is Ally, her name's Ally, right? Aloy. Aloy. Yes. Is she the only female character? There's no, there's a number of characters. I, okay. I came across like uh, <laughs> the war chief of the tribe that you start out with was, is a female who's, Super cool. So it's okay, like I was just curious the, the because society, yeah, the society okay. they're living in is uh, definitely a matriarchal society. They have like the three matriarchs that have all the laws that people have to follow. So okay, I mean, I was just curious because I remember watching uh, the E3 stuff and thinking, is she the last female? Um, but apparently not. So that's cool. Um, anything else on it? Uh, one thing I just want to say is the game looks amazing. It really is a very, very appealing game to the eye. And and he is running it on the PlayStation 4, the normal one. And it uh, still looks great. I mean, yeah. I don't have the 4K capabilities, and if I did, it'd probably even look even better. 
Yeah, I mean, everything I'm reading is saying that the PS4 Pro is making this look just absolutely incredible. And uh, the last thing I want to touch on is, which I feel like the thing that a lot of games just people don't really think about, the voice acting. It is probably the best voice acting of any game I've ever played. I, for even like all the main characters, obviously are, are fantastic, but even the side characters you meet for one for one conversation, you can just feel like the, there's real emotion, real sense of like they live in this world and they understand what's going on. It's not just a random person just blah, blah, following reading lines in a booth. So you can definitely tell they put a lot of work into this show, uh, game, and it definitely showed in the final product. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, so my plan is, uh, my plan was to pick it up yesterday, but uh, life happens and I couldn't make it. Uh, my plan is now uh, to go pick it up today. Um, I don't know how much time I'm going to get uh, to play it over the next couple of days, but I'm real excited about this game. Uh, I mean, it looks beautiful. Uh, and if it, that's that's like the kicker for me. If you make a beautiful game, I will probably buy it. I mean, I think of No Man's Sky. Uh, that game is no man's gorgeous. Lie. Yeah, right. Uh, that game's gorgeous. And so even now, uh, I sometimes will launch it uh, on my PC and play like the same half hour I played for the past three months since I've gotten stuck on this planet. Uh, but just because of how cool it looks. Uh, and so I'm real excited about it. Um, I'm going to go ahead um, and talk kind of about what I've been playing. I have some stuff to get off my chest uh, about Watch Dogs 2. Uh, and if you don't know, uh, Watch Dogs 2 came out, I think, in November last year. Uh, and so, whatever, Five months later, I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but I really feel the need to. Uh, because since it came out in November, I just get the full sense that it was snubbed in, in Game of the Year talks. I think one, one website I found had Watch Dogs 2 as part of their Game of the Year. And that is really disappointing to me. Um, if you don't know, Watch Dogs 2 is uh, a game, obviously it's a sequel to Watch Dogs, uh, but it's a game that takes place in San Francisco. Uh, and when I mean San Francisco, I mean San Francisco. It's not like Grand Theft Auto where they take a city and make it something else. No, this is San Francisco. I mean, you walk by buildings and stuff that if you were in San Francisco, you'd know. Uh, and I think that's real super cool. Uh, but essentially, you are a member of DeadSec, which is a hacking group or a group of hackers. Uh, you And you play, oh, geez, I'm blanking on his name. I think it's Marcus. <laughs> Don't ask me. No, it's Retro. I think his name is actually Marcus, but I th they call him Retro. Anyways, so you play as him, and... Uh, you basically, everything in the world is hackable. And it's just like a super cool concept, which I think they introduced in the original Watch Dogs, which was a release title for the new gen. And 
It did terribly. I don't want to talk about that game ever, ever again. Right, right, because you bought it and then sold it. I played one hour of that game and was so let down by what the final product was. Uh, I literally just turned around and sold it. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, this game is great. Uh, I put, I think, a solid 40 hours into this game. Um, which is decent, That's a decent uh, size, but I also, game. yeah, I mean, I left out a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff, especially by like the hour 30 when I was like, I need to finish this game. I'm never going to finish it. And so I just started mainlining the story. But even then, like I, like I enjoyed that part. We're going to hit a break here real shortly. So, um, I'll kind of tell a story about it once we come back. Uh, but I will kind of say, uh, if you're interested in this kind of game, uh, that's open world and I, they're, I think they're still supporting it. I know I get event notifications from PlayStation all the time about it and stuff. I would really recommend this game just because I think, first of all, it looks good and the style is super cool. I mean, one of the characters, I mean, they try a little hard on the style. Uh, one of the characters wears a mask that makes emojis. Like Dead Mouse? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, which is kind of lame, but you actually, like, it, it makes sense in the end, and I kind of enjoy it. But, I mean, just the style in that game, man, is just super cool. And plus, like, running around San Francisco sounds awesome. Um, even with my feelings towards the city known as San Francisco. But I do have a story. Uh, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and we will hit uh, the second segment of our show. Thank you. We are back. Um, I, you may have heard me talking over that last song, and I may have cued a couple things incorrectly. Uh, that's my bad. First day here, so <laughs> definitely have some glitches. Again, <laughs> inaugural show. Um, so, again, I promised I would tell a story about Watch Dogs. Uh, I'm going to make it real quick so we can get on with our lives. Um, I just want to say uh, the best moment for me in that game was this weird random multiplayer encounter that I had. Uh, I was just on one night, and it since it is an open world, uh, it, it kind of handles multiplayer. Like, if you're on a mission uh, and somebody else is on that same mission, they show up in your game, which is super weird, uh, but it also works. Uh, and so, anyways, so there's also, like, you're always online, and so, like, there's, like, these bounty hunter things that you do. Well... Uh, I'm in this bounty hunter mission, and I'm chasing down this guy, and eventually we kill this guy, um, bounty hunter style, with a sniper rifle. Ooh, fancy. Yes. Uh, hackers with the sniper rifle, huh? Yes. 
Um, but anyways, so I kill this guy, and there's this other dude, and we start emoting at each other. So basically, like, doing, like, stupid dance moves and stuff. And it was real dumb. Uh, but anyways, so eventually he's like, hey, want to team up? Totally non-vocal. I could just tell that he wanted to team up. So we go, and we join this co-op mission, and he drives to the hardest co-op mission in the game i'm like a level 10 and he is like a 50 or something so he drives to this location uh and we die several times but by the end of it we're working as a team totally non-verbally uh which was just super cool and we did this all night long i have no idea who this guy was i don't even know if he was a guy i don't know if he was human aliens i don't know if he was american (laughs) i mean i know nothing about this person other than we went and we conquered and you hacked the world we hacked the world great story i'm I'm really touched by that you should be the level of uh in my head it sounded so much cooler than it it came out it it was cool it was cool i was real excited i I was up until like 5 a.m doing this i've (laughs) had those experiences in games all the time you just meet a random stranger and just you become friends in the game and then you get off and they're gone forever yeah uh which is uh the party system the uh the whole um party system introduced by xbox and then playstation and stuff uh i remember like as a kid going into voice chat right um and i was that annoying 12 year old with the really high-pitched voice uh screaming about people's moms uh that was me uh but i i definitely remember uh just like that was crazy um and it's totally changed it's totally changed and honestly probably for the better oh yeah oh Um, i i just i still hop on like gary's mod or like counter-strike and stuff oh and the kids on there man some squeakers there oh geez just nothing like it um other than that uh i have to throw a word out for a game i've been playing on my phone uh and austin's yes austin's laughing because this is all i do uh like like if we're at the gym uh, between, between sets, between I look sets. over. He's on his phone. I'm like, "Are you playing this stupid game again?" And he just looks at me with this stupid look on his face. And I know. Oh man, I'm addicted to this game. It's all called Solitarica, uh, uh, and it's a card game like Solitaire, thus Solitarica. But um, basically, really about that yeah, basically what it is is it's like you play Solitaire battling somebody else. Um, and it's not a real person. You battle like AI people um, on your way to like boss fights and stuff. But it's real, real cool. Um, you have a health meter, and every time you draw from your deck, uh, you the AI you're battling can like do damage to you. Uh, and like after like a certain amount of damage, you die. Your quote unquote heart is broken, uh, as they say, and, uh, and then you have to start all the way over. And so the idea is, no, um, no one likes a broken heart. So. No, no. Oh, 
Anyways, uh, so yeah, um, you start all the way from the beginning. And so the idea is uh, every time you lose, you get some rewards. Um, and those rewards, you can buy special things for your deck. And so every time you play, you should be getting farther and farther. Um, and then when you get in-game, there's actually a currency that you earn from winning that you can buy power-ups and stuff to make it to the bosses farther. For Android, I know, uh, it's free to play. You can watch ads and stuff to make uh, a little bit of extra currency and stuff. Um, I feel like iOS, it costs at some point. You should check. I'm rebelling against the game. because No, you should play Solitaire. It's real good, man. Um, But uh, it might cost. It might not anymore. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Austin's pulling out his phone uh, to check for us. Um, But it's also really weirdly spelt. Um, So if you're interested in this game, it is... uh, Solitaire. Uh, I don't know if that's spelled correctly. Oh. Um, but I definitely recommend it. Uh, if you're looking for a good mobile game to waste your time with, I would highly recommend this game. Uh, oh, it is. It's $3.99 on iOS. So uh, Android users. I'm assuming ad-free, though. Yes. Well, I only see ads if I want more currency. Hmm. I win. And they're not terrible ads. They're like, watch this 30-second video to double your money. So, like, you don't have to see the ads. Another reason you should get an Android product. Okay. We are moving on now. Um, we're going to head towards uh, news. There is a lot of news this week. Uh, so, we are hitting it um, maybe a little early. But it's because there is a lot of news this week. Austin, should we just go down the list? Yeah. All right. Uh, big news this year for E3. Uh, E3 this year is selling tickets to the public. 15,000 uh, consumer tickets are available for public purchase. They are uh, $250 a piece. It's pretty pricey. I'm not sure um, what get that entails. Well, so from my understanding, um, so with the $250 ticket, um, Jeff Keighley uh, from G4 fame, he also does, like, the Game Awards now. I mean, this guy's big in the video game community. Uh, He is doing, like, special things. Like, uh, I I don't really know all the details, and I'm not even sure they've been announced quite yet. But I feel like he's doing, like, different panels and stuff, which going to E3 in the past, um, for the record, I've never been there, but from, like, watching coverage and stuff, they don't really have a lot of panels. They have the big press conferences. They have uh, games on the floor that you can go play. Um, but I, f- I think they're now doing panels. I don't know what it entails. The problem with them selling these tickets and selling them at the price they're selling them at, they need to make it worthy of a $250 price tag. Not to mention the flight down to, you know, California and yeah. staying and, there. And well, and like, so I'm thinking, like, if I think, f- like, if we wanted to go, for example... Uh, I can get a flight down to L.A. for 100 bucks round trip. And 
uh, you can probably stay in L.A. fairly cheap. In fact, I have friends who have family there. We could probably stay. But for $250, they need to cater to me at a level that I don't think they're going to. Uh, this needs to be like a PAX. And maybe, to be honest, that's what they're going for. Because over the past couple of years, E3 has just dwindled and dwindled. I mean, if you if you saw an outline of their floor space um, in the the big conference room, less and less people are getting boots. Uh, it, just because you don't need these big press conferences for the press anymore. And that's what E3 used to be. Uh, back when you got all of your information... Um, on dial-up modems or magazines. Yeah, now every day, every day uh, things get leaked from something, you know, and it's not like it's a big surprise when something gets unveiled at E3 anymore. The you, People already come in there expecting what uh, is going to be shown off, and it's not really that wow factor of like, oh, look at this amazing game that they just announced right here. It's like, oh, I heard about that four months ago. I guess we finally get to see a trailer for it right. kind of thing. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like I feel like it would be better served if they just set up a streaming thing, like PlayStation, the PlayStation Experience, or whatever it is. I feel like that's a good approach to this, which we've done last uh, what three three years now. I think so. Yeah, I think so. They live stream the uh, PlayStation. Well, conference. and they live stream everything. That's true, but like in the theaters, and it's a pretty cool experience, actually. I mean. It's a free ticket, and you get some free souvenirs out of the deal. So I still use the lanyard I got from two years ago. And last year. And all the cups he stole. Oh, yeah. I took a lot of cups last year, man. A lot of cups. But that's, that's my problem with E3 right now. I just don't feel like E3 is relevant anymore. Uh, and maybe that's why they're doing this, uh, selling it to uh, uh, consumers. Because from my understanding, to be honest, uh, it wasn't exactly hard to get into E3 anyways. I don't, yeah, I would um, so. I think you just have to be like, oh, hey, I'm media. Right now, Austin and I are video game journalists in the eyes of E3. Where's my uh, lanyard? I think I it's my floor pass. Uh, the consumer group, whatever, runs it. But anyways... So I know that for E3, uh, Microsoft has scheduled their press conference for Sunday, uh, and Bethesda has also scheduled their press conference on Sunday. They're on Sunday as well? Yes. So we will have two Sunday press conferences. Um, Which is because two years ago, we had no Sunday press conferences. Yeah. And now we have two. Or if they were, they weren't very big. Uh, well, that's the thing is... Uh, I feel like E3 gets earlier and earlier every single year. Uh, the one that surprises me, uh, maybe it doesn't surprise me so much, EA. EA does their they're, they're doing a thing on Saturday now. They're not doing it. Is that their press conference? Yeah. E3 uh, doesn't start then. No, they're doing a pre-E3 thing. Maybe you have to pre-order it and get the extra bonus, bonus benefits. Right. That sounds like an EA thing to do. That is a very EA thing to do. Um, I just find that crazy. Um, but uh, like I said, it doesn't surprise me. I'm just curious if we get another shot of uh, Snoop Dogg smoking 
on live TV. That was great. That was the definitely the biggest moment of 2016. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, try to find it on YouTube. Uh, although if you Google uh, Snoop Dogg and illegal substances, you're going to get a lot of hits. <laughs> But what, there are you, was, what are you talking about, Matt? I have no idea what I'm talking uh, okay. about. But anyways, uh, he had one of those um, in his mouth at E3 last year. Some of the devil's lettuce in his mouth. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing, man. I still don't know what to think of it. It was great. Um, but anyways, so we need to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about the Big, 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 big news of the week, um, and that is uh, the Switch. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We are back. So, big news this week. Nintendo Switch is dropping this Friday. Friday, man. That's so soon. March 3rd. They announced it like a month ago. Yeah, I mean, so we knew that Nintendo was coming out with a console. Uh, what? It's been like... It's been several years. <laughs> it's been like... It's oh, yeah, it's been over like, a year. It's gone however many different names. The NX <laughs> and then... Whatever, yeah, the Nat Geo. Now we're the, the, yeah, that was a joke. Um, but yeah, the the Switch, uh, they finally came out and started giving us details about a month ago. And here it comes, man. Yeah, that was, that was probably the biggest shocker on that reveal trailer. Was drop this reveal trailer, show off Zelda, all this stuff, and then boom, March 3rd. It's just like, whoa, we only have a month to wait for this brand new console, brand new Zelda game. Nintendo, man. What are you doing? Well, it's Nintendo. So that's the thing about Nintendo, right? Uh, Nintendo can do whatever they want because they've been around forever. Uh, and frankly, they can do literally everything wrong. Uh, and people will still buy their stuff. But anyways, I mean, that's that's the thing about the Switch. And I mean, they can do literally anything wrong. And we're going to get into that. Uh, if you don't know about the Switch, um, I'm just going to kind of go over a brief, uh, or maybe not so brief, kind of details of what the Switch is. Um, so again, it releases on March 3rd. It costs $299.99. Uh, which, to be honest, for a console isn't terrible. Uh, it's, I think it's a fair price. I was expecting maybe a 250 price point, but... But it can't. only comes with 32 gigs of memory. That's not a lot. That is not a lot. Considering Zelda is larger than that. Right. Uh, so, the, yeah. The launch game is bigger than the memory they give you in the console already, so... That is insane. Um, I'll be 100% honest. And, and maybe, on, maybe you don't have to save. Uh, maybe all of uh, Zelda will be on its little disc. I, I can't actually say. I don't know that. It's little, you mean it's a chip? Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically cartridge. an SD card. It's cartridge. 
Yeah. Um, and so maybe that 32 gigs will be reserved solely for save data and stuff in the operating system, um, downloadable content, stuff like that. Uh, I can't honestly say right now, but 32 gigs is not a lot. And if it's going to run off of SD storage, uh, because I don't think it has capability to run external hard drives. I think they've kind of like hinted at it, but they haven't come out and said it. It might be a future it. thing we see with maybe the next model of the Switch or like some update will hit. Yeah, I. it would be crazy um, for like for me to think that that won't come out uh at some point and it, i mean it's just programming i don't think they have to make any hardware changes um as long as it has the capability up front but well, we'll see because the ps4 is doing that right now right because they have uh first off did not allow external hard drives but they're already announced that in the next the big update the 4.5 software update they're going to allow external hard drives up to 10 terabytes so that's quite a yeah, I mean that's a that's a big range. Um, mm. But the thing about like so SD cards, I mean a 32 gig SD card isn't that expensive now, um, even going up to like 64 or whatever. But once we start getting into, I I mean I'm not an expert on SD cards. Maybe I should have prepared this ahead of time. But like a hundred plus uh, gigs on an SD card, I think that's going to start getting expensive. And I think about how. How much tar- how hard of a time I have maintaining the 500 gigs I have on my PlayStation. But the cost to upgrade that's like eighty dollars, right? Versus if you buy an SD card for well, and that's some gigs for right, hundred dollars. But eighty dollars for a terabyte, two or two, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a big difference there, uh, and I think I think it's crazy that this doesn't have more onboard storage. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I I really agree because they already said that the operating system is going to take a couple of gigs of that memory right away. So you're left with 20 some high high 20s of memory. Right. And plus, um, in addition to that, they are now charging for an online service, which you get a trial version of until the fall. But sometime in the fall, they're going to start charging for the service. Um. And I don't know, maybe there's a Nintendo person out there, uh, not somebody who works for Nintendo, but like a console player out there who's like, can write us and tell us their experience with Nintendo's online services, but it sucks. I think that they needed to charge for an online to actually build a better I don't know about that. That's the thing. Uh, And so that may be. Uh, Because that's what Sony had to do, because they had, the PS3 was free. All forever, but they, you know, they were susceptible to DDoS attacks and hacking and all that good stuff. I mean, they well, still we're are. all susceptible they still to are. DDoS. But now that they, you know, made you purchase the PlayStation Plus for online uh, capabilities, I think they've said that their security is better, but maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that could be a chicken before the egg sort of situation. But it for helps Nintendo. fund like servers and you know, it does maintenance and whatnot, and that's fair. Um, but for like a company like Nintendo, do they really need that extra? They have all the money they need. In the they world. have a lot of money, man. But and beyond that, uh, so like with Xbox and PlayStation, you get a reward. Um, your reward is free games. 
you get like like it's like a listing of like three free games per month. You download them, they're yours forever. Nintendo is treating it like a rental service. I'm not surprised by that. No, so you so like uh let's say April 1st hits, they give you a list of games like old retro, we're talking like NES games. By the end of that month, you don't get them anymore. So you, you have, have to buy month, it. You have one month to play them for yes. free. And then you lose. It's for an NES game. That's all whatever. you need, but but that's that's outrageous, man. It'd be nice to have the NES game, considering that the, the classic NES that they re-released a couple months ago sold out in, like, seconds. Yeah. People uh, still want it, so, I mean, it makes sense to keep let you keep it. But I think that's their point. It's like, their people who want these games are going to pay for them. Yes and no. Uh, like, for me, since I have a, a 3DS... Um, I can't remember what they said about this, but I know it's had a problem in the past where they take like your handhold devices and all of your virtual console stuff, so your SNES, your NES, stuff like that, they don't transfer. So like the really? games I own on my 3DS, I could not play on a Wii. Really? Really. Didn't they market it like that too? I don't think so. Kind of? No, they're not. I mean, so, like, I can I can use my 3DS as a uh, Mario Kart controller. That, that's what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, if I'm wrong about that, uh, just send us something uh, again. I will give us your, your contact info. So I have not had any questions yet. Uh, dryspellradio at gmail.com. Or you can get us on Twitter, uh, dryspell underscore VG, like video game, VG. Um Talking about the Switch a little bit more, uh, and just talking about like price point. Uh, if you start looking about controllers and stuff, they cost a lot. It's way, way more than I expected. Uh, it's seventy dollars for a Pro controller, which is like a normal controller, and that's twenty dollars more than like a new Xbox or PlayStation controller. Yeah. Uh, granted, I did see somewhere. I watched a YouTube video last night uh, without the audio, so I don't know what he was saying, but he had his pro controller connected to his computer because it looks like a nice controller i'm sure it is it's just but it also looks exactly like a steam controller that, that is true <laughs> so i don't i i don't know what to think about that um but i don't think that's even the worst worst part though what's the worst part the new when buying another the joy oh the joy cons eighty dollars for a new joy con joy cons are the the little things uh that slip onto the side of the thing, uh, or slip off, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. I guess somewhere. they do both. They slide in. Uh, 80 bucks for another pair of those. Yeah. So if you want to do multiplayer stuff, you have to spend another 80 bucks. You start a GoFundMe page just for your friends to play games with you. I mean, yeah. So I don't know. I'm being really down on the Switch. However, we're going to talk about some good things right now. Um, First of all, they did announce this past week that they are supporting indie games, which is a big deal for Nintendo. They have not been a fan of indie games before. Uh, and so it's really cool to see them branching in. And I mean, uh, I see stuff like uh, Steam World Dig. Stardew Valley was the one that I saw, and I was like, wow. Plus, they're introducing multiplayer to Stardew Valley. Really? Which sounds really super weird for anybody who's played Stardew Valley. I uh, it's basically, 
it's kind of like a more advanced version of uh, Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. But you have a farm, and you farm stuff. But it's really, really super good. Farmville? Uh, don't say that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Stardew Valley, uh, Ultimate Chicken Horse, uh, which is seems like a lot of fun. I haven't played it yet, but it looks like a lot of fun. And the big one, like, that's a indie, like, star is the Binding of Isaac. Yes. Which is really weird for a Nintendo console uh, because the Mining of Isaac is real weird, man. It's Have you played a Mining of Isaac? I have not. I've only never seen pits and pieces if of it. If you like children crying and death, Mining of Isaac is your game. Oh. Just go check it out. Like it's a, it's a real good game, but it uh, there is some stuff in that. <laughs> Do you want to move to uh, Breath think, of the Wild? I think that's the big the big thing. Yeah, Switch, all the negative stuff we just said is about to go away with <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Uh, this new game, Zelda game, if anyone does not know, looks fantastic. Really. Uh, I've never actually played a Zelda game in my life. And this is probably the one I would want to play first to get myself introduced in the series. Yeah, I mean, so I am like I am like a a side seat Zelda player. Uh, I had the Super Nintendo version and like Majora's Mask for the 3DS, which is the most frustrating game I've ever played, uh, and the original Zelda on Virtual Console. But I mean, from the looks of it, this is nothing like it. Nothing like any Zelda game we've ever played. And. Things I've reviews I said that like the classic uh, Zelda fans have even said that it's nothing like the original Zeldas, and I don't care. It's fantastic still. Like the people that got the early reviews of it are loving this game. It's gonna be the one that it's gonna be the seller of the Switch. That's the oh reason. absolutely. Oh well, and it has to be because the next game we're looking at, like the next big launch for the Switch uh, or release for the Switch, sorry, is in November, is that and that's Mario, Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you, this is a game that they need basically, uh, seven months to hold people over. And I think they are going to do that because this is now the first Nintendo game to offer a season pass. Yeah. So, uh, we got some DLC coming for Breath of the Wild. I don't know if you out there could, uh, hear the disappointment in my face, but it was there. It was there. I saw it. <laughs> uh yeah it's kind of interesting i mean they're just going with i guess everyone else these days with a season pass in yeah i mean everybody does a season's pass now uh and it's just like why uh that's the thing again so if you go and you buy a switch for 300 bucks uh zelda for 60 uh pro controller for 80 uh, or I guess 70, sorry. And then uh, the season pass for Breath of the Wild for 20. Not to mention more SD storage. I mean, you're looking at $500, $600 for a brand yeah. new console. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's a lot for a console. Um, and uh, the stuff they've announced that they're uh, putting or the DLC will be for, uh, I just don't think it's really worth it. At least for me. And we can touch up on that here in a little br- second. We got to take a break here and we'll be right back.
All right. Uh, so we are in the last segment of uh, the inaugural episode of the Dry Spell radio show. Um, and we were just talking about Breath of the Wild. Again, if you want to reach out to us, uh, we are at dryspellradio at gmail.com or uh, Twitter at dryspell underscore VG. Um, we were just talking about Breath of the Wild, so we're going to quickly finish up on that. So as we just stated before the break, Breath of the Wild is introducing a season pass for their game, something Nintendo has never done before. And how do you feel about that? I mean, I, my opinion stands on it. Uh, as long as they're willing to support it and support it well, uh, then they can make it worth it. If, they, if they're going to list out just a couple of things that they have, uh, that they have told us, I don't think it's going to be worth it. So this is just the rough thing of what they've announced in the past. So the season pass is available. Day of the game comes out for $20. Uh, it's two different separate packs, one for summer this summer and one for the holiday. Uh, the one for the summer doesn't look like a lot. It's got a new uh, Cave of Trials challenge, so maybe a new dungeon there. Uh, hard mode, and then just a new feature for the in-game map. Mm -hmm. Does that sound like a $20 purchase for you? No. Not at all. <laughs> no uh and and the new feature for in-game map what does that even mean can you zoom in can you mark stuff now like I, what's you can set waypoints maybe you can fast <laughs> travel Ooh, <hoo> uh <laughs> so not sure what to expect of that and pack two pretty much looks about the same you got a new dungeon some additional challenges and as they say, a new original story. So, which sounds more like something I would expect out of an expansion. Like, but so what it seems to me like is they're like, oh well, we wanna we wanna charge people for this, uh, and so, but like they didn't plan on it originally, and now they're like, oh well, we're gonna do this because we want more money. Oh, but don't worry, they're including benefits if you get it. Uh, the pass includes three extra treasure chests found in-game that contain, as they quote, useful items. And uh, the third thing is uh, you can get a Nintendo shirt for Link to wear in-game. A shirt, man. A shirt That's for Link. $20 right there. A Nintendo shirt for Link to wear. That's worth it. No. Well, you have listened to the Dry Spell Show. Uh we are on the Pulse Network. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, we still got a couple minutes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if Link wants to wear a Nintendo shirt, okay, but it's stupid. Don't charge me $20 for it. Yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, Moving on. That's yeah, let's, let's move on from this. Anyway, so that's the Switch. Uh, it comes out on Friday. I'm really interested to see uh, how the public's reaction is to it. I've seen basically uh, a lot of the reaction from the press and stuff, uh, which I won't regurgitate. You can go find that. But um, as far as the public, I'm really interested to see. Uh, we've got a couple of friends that I know of. And I hope that we are, get some hands-on with it, yeah. maybe in the next couple of days that are over the weekend and see yeah. my impression of it. Yeah, because I'm not going to go out and buy it right now. Well, you can't, so they're sold out. Well, so that's I've heard that they will be available. Like, what, five per GameStop? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Got to start lining up now for it. Um, 
Anyways, so we got a lot of stuff in news that we're not going to get a cover. Um, but uh, I think we've got time for a couple more. Uh, this is kind of old news, uh, or at least over the last couple of weeks. Uh, those of you who are PC gamers, uh, you know Steam. Uh, well, Steam Greenlight uh, is over. And for those of you who don't know what Greenlight is, it was basically like you pitch your game, uh, people vote on it, and then you get to put it on Steam. But now they're going away from that because it did not work. It was bad. There was a lot of bad games on on Steam. Well, I feel like people just band together and vote for the, the worst game. Yeah. Because uh, I know how the internet works. Things like... Uh, Bloody Boobs. Go check it out. Uh, terrible game. Well, the name is Bloody Boobs, so there's your first Stupid. first hint there. Anyways, those are the kind of games that get through Steam Greenlight. But now um, they're doing a Steam Direct, uh, which is more like pl- applying for a bank account. You know, like a standard business model. Um, and so, essentially, if you have enough money to publish on Steam, you can. Uh, but that I think that'll bleed out a lot of the... Uh, the the games that don't have backing to them, which may hurt some of them, but I think, again, this will give rise to uh, maybe another platform for which you can get your indie games on. Uh, because it doesn't need to be Steam. It can be something else. Uh, as long as it's not Origin, because Origin is terrible. Origin is... But anyway, so that's that's kind of Steam Greenlight. Uh, in other Valve news, uh, Gaben came out uh, and said they are making three new VR games. Uh, Portal 3, Half-Life 3, Team Fortress 3. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, I just think it's funny that he came out in public and literally said the number three because uh, they are so afraid of it. Uh, I'm personally surprised. I mean, uh, okay, so I'm not because they have a big stake in VR right now. And so for them to not be doing anything for VR, I think would be a mistake. Um, having said that, uh, it's not going to be Half-Life 3. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Although, he did say in an AMA a couple months ago that he wants to do something more in the Portal slash Half-Life universe. Again. Universe. Yeah. Same universe. Whatever that means. Same universe. Yeah. Crossover. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine VR Gordon Freeman with the portal, with the gun. portal gun? I... The, po- the possibilities are endless. Fighting zombies. It'd be great. Like Left for Dead 3. And moving payloads. All the same game. Well, that was a stupid conversation. <laughs> um, Make it happen. Uh, just a couple minutes left. Uh, I want to mention uh, this about uh, Microsoft. So I think this is a big deal. Uh, and I think this is their response to the Switch coming out this week. Uh, Microsoft said this week that they are unveiling the Xbox Game Pass, which is basically like a Netflix of video games. Uh, so for $9.99 a month, uh, you can play... Uh, a series of games that they tell you you can play. Uh, 
But they also say, like, they will have over a hundred Xbox One and backwards compatible games the day it launches. I mean, that's that's a fair number. Uh, uh, it is a rental service, so every month some games will leave, some games won't. Um, and so if you're playing a game and it's leaving, you can buy it uh, for like 20% off. Uh, but you can play it unlimited up until then, which how, I think is pretty cool. How effective do you think that's going to be? Because I know Sony tried to do theirs with the, the PS PlayStation Now. now. Yeah. And I don't think that really took off. I don't even know if PS Now exists anymore. I think it does, but I... I think people use it more for, like, movie rentals. Well, yeah. So I think, like, looking at um, EA does their unlimited service, right? It's EA. I Maybe. You can play like 10 hours of their game. Yeah, through and, Origin, right? Yeah. Ugh. No, yeah. And so uh, you can play like 10 hours or something, and then they make you buy it. And I feel like that's super successful. Um, I know a couple people use it. Uh, well, so, 10 hours in the game is quite a bit, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And so I don't know. Uh, it could be successful. We'll see. Uh, we'll probably talk about this again once more uh stuff on the library comes out uh but yeah we are almost done uh as i kind of figured uh i did not get any emails uh nope that's not that email uh so i had posted a uh question to my uh facebook friends um not too long ago that was like hey you want to ask me a question about you It auto went on me. Uh, we're, we're still here. Don't worry. We're still here. We're, we're, we're going to talk for a minute or two more, and then we'll continue with that. Um, anyways, so uh, a friend asked me, how do you beat Battletoads with one life? And I think it's fair for me to answer this. You don't. It's impossible. Don't try you're crazy. All right. So closing, uh, we just want to mention uh, some of the games that are coming out this week. So as we mentioned, obviously, Nintendo Switch and Zelda Breath of the Wild drops this Friday. Along with Just Dance 2017. And 1-2 Switch, the mini game right. extraordinaire. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, as we opened our show with Horizon Zero Dawn, dropped yesterday. Definitely recommend getting that fantastic game. I... Game of the Year contender, saying it here right now. Yeah, absolutely. I I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, and next week we got some games dropping. Ghost Recon Wildlands. It's uh, I've got to play. Got pretty familiar with that beta that just happened, and it's a pretty fun game. I recommend that if you're into that tactical shooting yeah. style of game. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna talk about that for a while next next week. Yes. Um. For me, uh, I'm real excited. Uh, there's a game called Near Automata coming out next week. Uh, I'm definitely going to pick that up. Uh, I played a demo that was on the PlayStation Store, and it might actually still be up there. So it's Near Automata, if you're looking for it, um, N-I-E-R. Uh, it's real good. It's uh, kind of a top-down fighting game, but it's, it's real cool. Um, I would check it out. 
uh, if you have a chance. But I have a feeling we're going to talk about that next week as well. So I'd assume so. I'll actually play the demo so I can actually say something. Yeah. Um, so I think that's it for us. Uh, thank you if you uh, were joined in or joining in for the show. Uh, again, if you want to contact us, uh, ask us some questions, please send us an email uh, at dryspellradio at gmail.com uh, so we can get to that next week. Uh, if you want to reach out on Twitter, it's uh, dryspell underscore VG. It is barren. There is nothing on that Twitter account right now. Uh, so help us fill it up. And uh, I think that's it for me. Again, my name's Matt. My name is Austin. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, Thank you guys.